Lodge. The moment you've all been waiting for. It's finally here. Your prayers have been answered. The woman behind me in line at Rainbow Bridge in the salmon pink Patagonia fleece jacket who told me I should start a podcast. I heard you. I listened to you. Your words were more than just words. They were prophecy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Sam Bean. I'm here from an undisclosed location in the Ojai Valley, deep within the Ojai Valley, in the bowels of the Ojai Valley. I'm joined by three brave, noble, kind, caring, compassionate souls. Three of my best friends. My best friends. Three great guys. I'd put them in my, uh, put them in my top five. <laughs> if my friends were power rankings, these guys would all be in the top five. These are hitters. And we are launching a, a program, a podcast. The market has become oversaturated with podcasts, and we are cashing in late. We are chasing the dragon. We are riding the coattails, and we're doing it live here for you now. The show we are about to embark on, it's going to cover everything and anything. Politics, religion, philosophy, sports, music, film, death, sex, Lizzie McGuire fan fiction, my grandma's chicken parmesan recipe, parmesan if we're going to use the correct Italian pronunciation. Nothing will be off limits here, especially parmesan. But before we dive into the murky waters of modernity, let's introduce ourselves to the people. Let's give our X-Men Origins Wolverine story. I don't know if you ever saw the movie X-Men Origins Wolverine. Phenomenal film. Phenomenal film. One of the greats. So first, let's start with a man to my right, Jeffrey Peter Thatcher. Say hello to the people at home. Hello, everybody. It's good to be here with you, Sam. Now, tell us about yourself. Give us your X-Men Origins Wolverine story. I was born in a fiery furnace of the Balkan region. Okay. And I... And I'm here to blow up on the podcast all around. Likes, dislikes, hobbies, uh, sadomasochistic tendencies. I like the color periwinkle. Okay. And I am a verse masculine male. Excellent. And uh, tell us about your educational background. You're an academic? I went to Universidad. Excellent. You're a nice guy. And you're a sweet little beautiful man and, and you just... I'm looking at you, and I'm just so joyous. We're just, we're just exuding joy. And next we have someone who I've known since, since forever. Uh, his name is Cameron Andrew Atkinson, St. Andrew. Uh, and he's here. We're neighbors. We're friends. We're co-conspirators. And we both believe O.J. Simpson is innocent. So, Cameron, tell us more about the O.J. trial and yourself. Yeah, I definitely didn't do it. Um... Yeah, so I was born in Lancaster, adopted at birth, and was blessed to grow up with these guys, and yeah. All right. Great. That's Cameron Atkinson, my oldest friend. Uh, and now we have the man behind the curtain, the man with the iron mask, Russell Emerson Huggett. Russell, say hello to the people at home. Tell them, tell them what turns you on. What turns me on? Uh, what gets you through the night? Nothing gets me through the night. Uh, light switches turn me on because I'm a light bulb and I'm as bright <laughs> as a star. Baby, you're fine. You're fine. 
you guys um do you guys all know the words to every single word to the song Firework by Katy Perry like I do? No. Just by product of growing up and uh Whoa. being being 14 years old in 2010 and just having that song be everywhere just 70 percent the inescapable got, nature I of that 70% song i think i have song i kissed a girl down more a little yeah. bit yeah i mean she was more. everywhere she was everywhere all right well i'll tell you about myself uh if you haven't been able to figure it out uh my name is scott no uh hi i'm sam bean samuel kincaid bean uh i came up in Ojai, California, but when I was 18, I bought a one-way bus ticket to Kansas City, and I got really into the drag scene, performing in drag, you know, singing, dancing. Uh, I came up, you know, it was tough, but I came up through the ranks, ended up in Chicago at a dance club called the Slippery Weasel on the west side, and that went great for me, man. Uh, I got in with some high rollers. They flew me out to Kiev, Ukraine. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, touchdown in Kiev. Found myself at a private party with a lot of guys who were deep into the energy game. And next thing I know, I'm sitting on the board of a little company called Burisma with my friend Hunter Biden. So that's my life story. Uh, no, it's not. I'm from Ojai, born and raised, still live here. And really, if I could just take you back to the year 1986. The streets are flooded with cocaine and Duran Duran. Ronald Reagan's in the White House, and the New York Mets have just won the World Series. Across a crowded Santa Monica bar, an Irish-American pipe fitter and a blonde-haired schoolteacher share a fateful glance. They Aww. fall in love, and ten years later, their second son is born. A misshapen little boy. And that little boy was me. That's my Kamala Harris energy. I thought I was going to say Pinocchio. No, no, that was me. And that was that was me doing a Kamala Harris impersonation. If you remember her at the first Democratic debate, she said that little girl was me. And uh, now that little girl, that little girl is our vice president, and we support Kamala Harris here. We make sacrifices to her and Moloch every night. I drink goat's blood on the full moon. <laughs> Kamala, we love you, we support you, and when you poison Joe Biden's tapioca pudding, we'll be right there behind you. Cozy Shack. Cozy Shack. He'll fall for it. He's dumb. Kamala, we love you. And let's get into let's get into politics, because that's what everyone's talking about. People who didn't give a fuck about politics four years ago have become militia members and congress people. <laughs> it's rather alarming. It's honestly bad for our society, I think, to have so many people interested in politics. Like, it's not good. This is for nerds. Um, but we have a new president, and his name is Joseph R. Biden. He's the second ever Catholic. Catholic! Catholic! <laughs> My voice cracks when I say Catholic, because I just... I think of the majesty of the Church of Rome. Cameron, you're a Catholic. What do you think of Joe Biden being second ever Catholic elected? Uh, it's definitely the better of the two. Unfortunately, it's that way. The better of the two? Like, as in... Uh, between him and Trump? A Catholic or a Protestant? No, no, J JFK had a rough go at things. That's oh, no, I'm not talking about the other <laughs> JFK did not get to shine as brightly as he wanted. Okay. No, no, we're not right, talking about JFK right now. But we will. We will later. And we love him and rest in peace to one of the greats, in my opinion... That's not ironic. I think he was one of our great Americans of the 20th century, and much like his younger brother Robert, cut down before his prime. 
And that was the CIA. And everyone, you know, what happened actually a month from today, January 6th, we had the Capitol riot, the Stop the Steal storming. And everyone was referring to it as a coup, coup attempts, you know, attempted takeover of the government. But the real coup happened in 1963 in Dallas when they shot John F. Kennedy. And it was not an attempted coup. It was a successful coup. And the CIA since then has pretty much kept every president walking in line. I don't think Biden's going to be an exception to the rule. I think it's the same old game with new players. But that's just me. Jeep Russell, what are your thoughts about Joseph R. Biden? Well, was the coup, you mean the rap group, the coup? I am not referring to the East Bay rap group, the coup. I'm referring to the CIA assassinating John F. Kennedy. But um, what are your thoughts on Sleepy Creepy Joe, Russell? Sleepy, sleepy, creepy, sleepy, creepy. I like his old stories. I was a wise guy. I was a wise guy. We were just hanging out. But uh, things change. Me and Corn Pop, (laughs) I'd go to a pool and there'd be uh, kids there. And they'd see my legs, and I'd say, "Listen here, Jack, I got blonde legs. I got uh, I got hairy legs." <laughs> and Corn Pop would come rub the hairs on my legs. Me and my dad, we had a sailboat. Listen here, man, no malarkey. We go on the sailboat, we eat crabs, and we bring the crabs in, and we'd see a black fella playing the saxophone. And I'd say, "Wow, man, this country's great, man." Yeah, I think Joe Biden is emblematic of the rot and corruption that's eating away at our system. But I also voted for him. And I am I am happy to have a, a Catholic in, in the White House again. I think we're back on the come up, Cameron. I think I think the Pope's got something up his sleeve. Let's just put it that way. Um, can we segue to these conspiracies? Um, I want to talk about reptilians and just bring up that I was talking to a child. I believe he was in sixth grade. And he brought up reptilians what do you guys think about that he's like a reptilians real i didn't know how to answer that the clintons are certainly reptilians um either metaphorically (laughs) or metaphysically it's probably there's scales involved in hillary's life it's not clear but we all know that there's something below the surface is uh biden the gray a gray alien no i think he's a tall white no oh a tall white he's certainly white yeah. He's certainly white. Biden's <laughs> as white as they come, and that's coming from me, a man who unironically listens to Huey Lewis and the news. Um, but Sleepy Creepy Joe's big challenge is, of course, the coronavirus, the deadly pandemic that's ravaging planet Earth, or it's ravaging the human race. Um, the planet seems pretty unaffected. If anything, the planet's probably grateful to shake off some of the extra weight that we've been putting on it, uh, which is really sick to say out loud but it is true uh you saw in the first few months of the lockdown the smog over la cleared up for the first time in decades the bear population doubled so no i doubled doubled. we had twice the bears uh don't google that but we have over two million of our fellow human beings dead across the planet we have the economic devastation from the shutdowns and here in this country in particular the total lack of relief of and this goes back to speaking of bill clinton the the cutting of this social safety net to where it's basically it's like a pair of tidy whities you've had for five years there's just gaping holes all over it and suspicious stains (laughs) 
and people are just falling through the cracks. Um, there's no, what, we got two checks, you know, people without health insurance. There's really no relief. There, it, you got, we're staring down the barrel of mass evictions and just the wholesale failure of our, our government and state, local, federal leaders to provide any kind of cushion for us to land on. It's really alarming um, just to see how truly fragile our system was. What are your guys' thoughts on Gavin Newsom here in California, his handling of the pandemic? Uh, well, I was really affected and, and bummed out um, in the beginning when uh, I couldn't get my favorite beer, Corona. Oh, right. Because I guess it was in the beer. I know that Jeep Thatcher drinks a lot of that. How'd you feel? Um, I was shocked when I heard there'd be a shortage of Corona Premier, Corona Light, and Corona Extra the summer of 2019. However, 2019. They, 2020. Uh, 2020. Oh, yeah. Well, the reason there was a shortage is because there were so many bears, as I previously alluded <laughs> to, who were storming down to liquor stores. And if you know anything about bears, you know that they love the Fast and Furious films. And the Fast and Furious films, they make you want to drink Corona. Now, Cameron, you work in the restaurant industry. What's it been like just dealing with this COVID and being having to work with the public? What's that been like? Tell us about, give us the frontline perspective on that. It's been tough. It's been a lot different. There's a lot more we have to do and a lot less we don't have to do to a certain extent. Like... I don't know, just took away a lot, like no glassware, no silverware. I think it's pretty unfortunate on our environment, the amount of plastic and like cardboard and whatever you want to say, like right. whatever paper, plastic, the amount's probably tripled. I didn't think about that. It's yeah. a, like it's it, our environment's, it, it's actually kind of gotten better because we were, as Sam was saying, the uh, but then at the same time, yeah, you have a it. lot of card or like paper cups and stuff. And yeah, I heard yeah. something like to a while, like in like New York and like those cities when like restaurants closed down originally, that like rats were like eating themselves because there was no food scraps or anything. Complete cannibalization. Yeah, of, of like a species, just like New completely... York's New York's finest. Rats yeah. were eating the rats. themselves. Yeah, they were. As in. Uh, Listen here, I've been a fucking rat. Yeah. I've been a fucking rat. Listen here, let no me rats. tell you something no about rats, rats okay? I've been a rat for 20 years. I've been scurrying around in these fucking tunnels. I've been eating pizza crust. I've been, I've been licking used condoms and syringes. But now these fucking people, they don't eat out anymore. There's no scraps for me to eat. I'm a rat from the Bronx. Speaking of... Um, Actually, this has nothing to do with anything we just said. <laughs> We're new at this, folks. This is the first inaugural episode of our our audio revolution. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. Juggalos. Bears. We see Can I get a shout-out to Sky Bear? Yes, we're shouting him o out. O Canada, if you ever played Age of Mythology back in the day, you'd get the flying bear. Yes, great. That was great. Great. We like bears. Um, and we also, you know, big hairy gay guy, you know, <laughs> grappling with you on a linoleum floor of your cousin's apartment. I mean, that just sounds like Thanksgiving to me. Now, let's talk about these new mutant strains. There's a strain from Brazil they just found. There's a strain from England. There's a strain from South Africa. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be crazy if when you got a mutant international strain, 
the principal side effect was you have the accent of where it's from for the rest of your life. <laughs> and in the case with the Brazilian strain, you just get a huge ass. You know? Yeah. Like, I got this South African strain, man. I'm walking around talking like this here, but I'm from I'm from Nebraska, man. I'm on my way there right now if that's the case. Yeah. Brazil. I mean, I know we haven't talked about movies yet. Cameron, you have a nice ass. Don't. I, I did enjoy the movie New Mutants. I know a lot of people didn't like that. but Did not see it. Yeah, no I, one saw it I except didn't see me. It, honestly. <laughs> well, we you you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Russell, collaborate on New Mutants. Just give me your rundown, really quick. You know, when you see Arya Stark from Game of Thrones being all invisible, you really uh, understand the coronavirus. Okay, you heard it here from our film uh, film expert Russell Hoggart. <clears throat> Hey folks, let's talk, let's talk, let's just have a moment to talk. And as we talk, let's talk about what's happening with greasy, godless, gun-hating Gavin Newsom. Now, one of us, I won't tell you who, signed a petition to recall greasy, godless, gun-hating Gavin Newsom. Now, if you hear someone, if you just heard someone scream in the background, that was uh, the man who lives. Uh, let me disclose the location. We're coming to you from. Okay, we can't disclose the location, but the man who is living directly behind the location where we are podcasting is a um, schizophrenic uh, conspiracy theorist who is prone to. Um, Duke, duking it out with his demons, and I respect him for that. I commend him. Go, go to war with the demons. Let's get him on here. Yeah, he'll be on. He'll be on after Dua Lipa, who is coming on uh, next episode. Just talk to our manager, Jeep. You are the one who signed the petition to recall greasy, godless, <laughs> gun-hating Gavin. Go in, go in, Queen. Find your light. Find your space. Get it. I'm gonna learn to. Yeah, just. Please. Well, politically, I'm pretty middle of the road here, but when you've got an autocrat who is related to Nancy Pelosi and longtime California Governor Jerry Brown, you need Ooh. to realize that we are kind of dealing with a, uh, a, a monarchy here. Not necessarily a monarchy, a, certainly a dynasty of liberal rule in California and liberal influence across the country i i have identified as a liberal for most of my life but when you are a person in power and you do not stand by or adhere to your own rules and feel that you are above them then you should step down apologies apologies don't really cut it and if this guy thinks he can run for president someday we gotta stop his momentum here you know just like I, I think we got Arnold Schwarzenegger after a recall. So, like, if we recall this guy, we'll get somebody dope. We could get Sylvester Stallone. No, you could. say it's a monarchy. I mean, well, not the, so okay. California, Arnold California caught the English president. strain. It's right. a monarchy. <laughs> I mean, it's a... It's a I've got a, the British strain, the British. and now I talk like this here. And it's, it's interesting, because I'm a Filipino guy from Echo Park. And now I talk <laughs> like this. And I go to the store, and I say, hey, listen up, mate. Can I get some bread pudding? I said, we're going, we're going to you, mate. I've got, I've got a British strain. I go to South African strength. So, 
Russell, you seem to want to push back on what Jeep said about monarchical rule in the Golden State. Dynasty, I was so Dynastic rule. No, dynastic. I was agreeing on the dynasty part. I like the different dynasties, uh, the Duck Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that there should be more of you know those type of people in California. Yeah. You know, Duck Dynasty. If we could get like, if, if we could get Duck Dynasty to open up their shop in Paso Robles, where there are no ducks, but probably drive away I a think lot of people. The closest True TV has <laughs> come. Help us out a little bit if they were to come. Uh, to, I think the closest True TV has come to California is Las Vegas. That's the closest they've come here. Right. We we want more True TV original programs set in the 805. Let me just say about greasy godless gun hating Gavin. I do find him very, from a, a, a sort of censorious, superficial, when I see him on TV, I'm happy. Because it's like, look at this guy. This is our governor. He's hot. He's got great hair. The one thing I will say is he looks like Christian Bale from American Psycho, but he talks like he's a coal miner. I don't know if you actually heard his voice. He's like this. Listen. We're going to ask you to wear masks for 20 more years. Um, you know, he does have a very gravelly voice. He is a Catholic as well, so I, I got to give him some love for that. Church of Rome in the building. But I think you're right. The fact that he won't adhere to his own rules and the fact that he lied about it and was just having this wine and dine corporate dinner with a, a cabal of lobbyists, very greasy. Very greasy. He's basically a human bottle of Crisco. And he's got to go. I am supporting the recall effort. Recall Gavin Newsom. I'm saying this as a member of the Democratic Party. I'm saying this as a guy who has masturbated to Gavin Newsom more than three times. I'm letting you know right now he has to be recalled and we have to elect either Sylvester Stallone or maybe Dolph Lundgren as governor. Now, Jeep, Cameron Russell, very briefly, each give me your own platforms if you were to be governor tomorrow. Russell, go. Cameron's eating Oreos and he offered me one, but I don't think I should eat one. Okay. Thank you. Jeep? I think we need to bring back <clears throat> mythological creatures, first yeah. and foremost. We used to be the top state for Sasquatch sightings, and we've let True. the Pacific Northwest kick our asses. Those fucking cucks. Cameron, come on in here and tell me, you're governor, t tomorrow you wake up as governor. What is it? What is a Atkinson administration do about... The homeless problem, the bear problem. I was going to say, it might be the bear problem to the Sasquatch issue. Okay. The doubling in bears might be pushing them away. Yeah. Competition for habitats. So maybe moving them a little bit out. Let's, nice. let's have housing for the bears and the homeless together. Why do you think that rough? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, Jerry, wow. we're just going to stick you in this storage <laughs> container with a bear. Whoever wins gets to keep it. Um, I think that's why Russia succeeds, though. Putin and the bears. Putin has a good... He controls the bear vote. He controls the bear vote like he controls the oil vote. How many grizzlies has that man shot? No. Dude, funny story. That isn't funny at all. <clears throat> My uncle, who's a uh, sociopath, I lived at his... Um, he owns a hunting lodge in South Dakota where I lived when I was 18 and worked, he, uh, for a number of years, had the largest bear kill on record in the Russian Federation. He killed a giant grizzly in Siberia and has it stuffed, and it's in his basement. It's huge. 
Like, I'm not kidding. This man, and he also has, like, killed giraffes. There was, like, giraffe heads. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would kill a giraffe of all he the can, animals to kill. He went to Russia and did this? He went to Russia in the, in the in the 90s. No, in the 90s. Post-Soviet. And, uh, yeah, and back when it was, like, you know, still kind of shifting through the ashes of the Soviet dissolution. And he bagged a massive polar bear. Um, thing was huge. Is it stuffed or is it like it's a stuffed. rug? It's, it's not a rug. It's stuffed. no, no. It's stuffed. It's upright. Ugh. Um, so that's something he did. Crazy. My uncle, who is a seven foot tall, bilingual uh, sociopath, who I worked for. The one time there was raccoons in his chimney, and he just put a, a ruger up in the <laughs> chimney and started firing. <laughs> It's like, we got to get him. We got to get him, Sam. This is a true story. This is all true. He's from New York, but he's fully converted to being a South Dakota, just a menace to society. I lived there for about two months, got fed up with it, came back to Ojai. I was 18. I was confused. And I joined the United States military. And look at what I'm doing. I'm segueing seamlessly. Let's talk about the war in Afghanistan. Seamless segue. Seamless. No seams. Um... The war in Afghanistan, it turns 20 years this fall. It's a hellaciously violent, just nightmarish conflict. The longest war in our country's history. It's 20 years old. So put that in perspective. The war in Afghanistan, if it were a person, it would have already graduated high school. It would have finished community college. It would have finished community college. It would be working part-time at a McDonald's. And every night it would go on its OnlyFans account and show its ass for money. That's how old the war in Afghanistan is. No one talks about them anymore. Yeah, it's just (laughs) happening. It's just become part of the the background. You never see articles about it in the LA Times. It just is what it is. And recently there was a bipartisan letter sent. Bipartisan meaning both Democrats and Republicans sent a letter to Joe Biden on February 2nd, urging him to extend the May 1st deadline to pull out troops of Afghanistan. So the Trump administration reached an agreement back in 2020 with the Taliban. And the deal was by May 1st of this year, American troops would leave Afghanistan. That was it. Boom. We're out. The Biden administration is now receiving pressure from both Democrats and Republicans to stay there indefinitely. Senator Lindsey Graham from the great state of South Carolina said, and I quote, let me do a Lindsey Graham voice. We took our eye off Afghanistan and that can never happen again. I believe he was one of the rats eating his own tail. Yes, we believe Lindsey Graham (laughs) is a cannibalistic rat. But let me just say that one more time. We took our eye off Afghanistan and that can never happen again. Never. No end just an endless war, young, promising Americans being sent halfway across the world to die. For what? There's no strategic outline. There's nothing. It's just empire. Like, are we going to make Afghanistan the 51st state? I don't know. I don't know what the plan is, but we're wasting just boatloads of money. People were being slaughtered. There's a recent report came out uh, in The Intercept that the CIA is backing these death squads known as the zero one kill squads that have killed over 51 people, mostly children. They target Islamic schools and they kill children to prevent them from being radicalized. It's just a nightmare war. And what are your guys thoughts on, on the war and American foreign policy in general? 
Jeep. Well, let's not forget that war is one of Americans' best, lesser talked about exports. Um, there is there is a machine in place for politicians and families such as the Getty family to profit off uh, war and military conflicts abroad. And as long as it never touches our shores and we can just, you know, suck a little honey off of it, the people in power are going to let it continue. It's a, it's a cash crop, much like the cash crops of opium that are grown in Afghanistan. Do we want Osama bin Laden? Do we want opium? Or do we want oil? Let's make up our minds. Or let's just get the fuck out of there. Russell? Uh, you know, like what you said about the uh, kill squads. Uh, you know, I think when we think of Afghanistan, we just think of those fucking movies that come out. Oh, the heroes of this, this, and this. Secret soldiers of it's Benghazi. Like, so everyone just kind of has this thing like, oh, there's just Marines like fighting there. and uh, But what else is going on? I mean, who... We don't really investigate or talk about the children being killed or these death squads. I mean, it's it's. I think it's really sketchy over there. And we talked about Russia, and again, it's like Russia tried it and they left. Why couldn't we do that? Yeah, and just to be clear, the report we're talking about came out in December on the Intercept. Um, you can go ahead and Google the Intercept Afghanistan, and it should come up. It's a really harrowing detailed account about these CIA-backed death squads that are operating in uh, provincial Afghanistan and are committing murder, war crime after war crime after war crime, with the support of our government. Cameron, what do you think about uh, the state of America and just this never-ending war? I think it's a little sketchy, to be honest. I have a cousin who's heavily involved in the military, and he thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and I just don't necessarily agree I don't really get the point of I don't know like everything you guys just said like the death squads everything is just it just seems incredibly unnecessary considering the situation that we've been in and are in currently honestly yeah, it. it's it's the personification of waste, and it's definitely possible. We all grew up. We were all like what six years old, five years old when nine eleven happened. Yep. And so we grew up very much our generation, people born when we were born, in the shadow of the war on terror and <clears throat> of the Bush administration's wholesale hijacking of America. Mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished. Support the troops, bumper stickers, the Transformers movies, just just a myriad of propaganda and of psychological operations. And it's important to remember, despite what you might hear from the neoconservative, the Mitt Romneys of the world, whatever, you can critique American military and American foreign policy, but not be against the troops. When I was in the military, the one thing that... I liked was the people I got to work with and live with. They were awesome. They were cool. Some of the smartest, funniest people I've ever met. The problem isn't the enlisted rank and file. It's the leadership. It's the top brass. It's the generals. And like Jeep alluded to, it's the defense contractors. That's where the power is at. It's a couple guys living in the Maryland suburbs, living in Potomac, in some opulent mansion who 
make all these decisions. I mean, we're all 24 years old. Russell's 25. <laughs> January 12th, I remembered. Like, we didn't vote. None of us voted for this policy, you know? We're not in favor of it. This has been going on since we were in, like, yeah, you know, kindergartners. Yeah, it almost feels like it's just out of our control to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's just like talked to plenty of adults and I was like, where were you when this was going on? Like, what did you vote for? Like, why are we in the situation that we're in now? Like, I don't want to necessarily blame everybody because it's, you know, not necessarily anybody's fault, but it's, it's very interesting to just see where, what we've become as a country and what's happened in the last, even 12 years, three years, you know, right. like, right. Like, well, since we've been out of high school, yeah, especially like yeah, since mm-hmm. 2014, go Rangers. Yeah, it's also Falcon up. Also Falcon Pride. I'm not really proud that I went to Matillaha because I spent those two years sweating and trying to hide my erections. Um, <laughs> middle school is the worst. Uh, it's, what was their mascot? I believe it was an eagle. It was an eagle, which is the worst mascot. It's the most uncreative. It's like all right. Also, those colors are. Hellacious color scheme. The red and white, but it was like red, a, white, and black. It was like burnt red. It wasn't like a proper blood red. It was like this yeah, we weird, been like a burgundy or like yeah. something royal or it was it more, was foul. more beautiful than that red that we a had. Dark red. It was a gross red. It was like cinnamon ish. Yeah. Notes of cinnamon. Damn, I almost brought our yearbook from seventh grade to discuss that shit, but I, I forgot it. it. I got that all that on there. So. <laughs> The war in Afghanistan is raging onward. It's a nightmare. It's a tragedy. But we should also, to paraphrase Lindsey Graham, we should make sure that we don't take our eyes off Syria. Um, Because Joe Biden, on his first day in office, Inauguration Day, sent in a convoy, a military convoy roared, rolled into Syria from Iraq, it was over 40 vehicles supported by helicopters and reports say that 200 troops in, arrived in Syria and were deployed to oil fields. So this is, this is nothing changes on a certain level. I mean, our president's not going to be up till two in the morning smashing cheeseburgers and snorting Adderall and going online and, and tweeting at Bette Mittler and mm-hmm. Alyssa Milano like, you're washed up. You're no good. Alyssa Milano, I've seen Charmed. I've seen it many times. Terrible show. Terrible show. That's not going to happen anymore. Um, but the American foreign policy machine, it doesn't care who's in charge because it's its own entity. Yeah. The intelligence agencies, the CIA, the NSA, they've become the fourth branch of government. So it's just a nightmare. And I, I hope we... Um, we can maybe see as the coronavirus pandemic gets under control and people are vaccinated, we can maybe have, you know, we can start organizing, we can start getting back out in the streets and start pushing against this war machine. Because it's alarming to me that our generation never fielded a protest movement against war the same way that we saw against the Vietnam War. The war in Afghanistan, it's just like, it's treated with the same casual nature as like a Lakers game or the weather. It's like, Oh yeah, Kobe had a great night. Going to be 75 degrees tomorrow. 
and uh, three people were killed in a car bomb. The Taliban shot up a wedding. Like, it's just this weird background noise. And it's tragic. It really is tragic. Jeep, I know that you are a big critic of a lot of American foreign policy. What do you think should be going forward if Joe Biden was strapped to a chair and you were right in his ear, like Grima Wormtongue? What would you tell him to do in regards to Syria? I'm not super familiar with our presence in Syria and and what we've really got at stake, but I'm kind of concerned about the nuclear arms race that has been reopened under the previous um, presidency. I haven't heard about that. Well, like when, I mean, it was just there was quite a few agreements that just went out the window, and now mm. we're entering the, a new Cold the, War. Uh, the open skies mm. um, arms treaty. We're entering a new Cold War with China and Russia, and it's it's a bit disheartening. So, I I personally believe less um, less military interference the better. Right. Agreed. Keep the boys home. That is the official policy of this podcast. And, yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. Keep the troops home. No more war. And if we're gonna have this massive unit like force of you know regimented able-bodied young people maybe have them like rebuild our roads or distribute vaccines or you know clean up the beaches i don't know yeah a lot we have a lot of troops working to help in america but why you know there's a lot of things that we could have them do that isn't protecting oil and killing people Stop playing Call of Duty. Yeah, well, if unless got, it's Modern Warfare. Yeah, unless it's Modern Warfare one or two. Yeah. It, listen, folks, we're against war, but we're not against Call of Duty Modern Warfare two. <laughs> we were all there. We all played the airport mission. Blood is it's on all of our hands. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's go to maybe a more fun topic. Fun, fun. Let's yeah. talk fun, fun, fun. Cameron, what do you want to say? A lot of alien discussions that have been going on recently. And that new, what was it? The Freedom of Information Act. Yeah, the free. Yeah, exactly. Oh, people are like fighting to get. Well, no, the, wasn't the final outcome? We don't know much about them. Yeah, and, and pre- the, they, precisely. They, yeah, like we don't know much say. about them, and they they won't come through until they see us worthy, essentially. Uh, I don't really know. Along with the recent coronavirus relief bill, the yeah. Pentagon was ordered to release all their information on extraterrestrials. extraterrestrials and the more you know the more you know you don't know shit so <laughs> exactly. yeah. we'll hey. see what happens fun fun how do you explain kid rock if not for the presence of interdimensional life um let's talk about sports <clears throat> folks if you know anything about me you know that i played college football and I was really good. And if it wasn't for getting in a fiery car crash while driving my Pontiac drunk on the West Texas back roads, which I survived and then miraculously converted to evangelical Christianity, and now I run a church in Camarillo. Giddy up, partner. My name is Parker Granite. I used to play a little ball, but now the only team I play for is Jesus. I love football. I never played it past the flag level. I got kicked off the fourth grade team, of which Cameron was a member at Topa Topa. 
Cameron, you played football for Nordoff. You won the CIF championship. The Super Bowl is coming up. It's tomorrow. Go Rangers. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? If this episode comes out post-Super Bowl, just take this time to reflect on Cameron's... You know what I mean? Just enjoy it. Cameron, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Bucks, Chiefs. I personally think the Chiefs are probably going to win this one. Um, I don't know how it's going to go, honestly. I didn't watch much football this season. I've been way more into basketball. But I definitely think the Chiefs have some firepower. The Buccaneers are definitely a solid-ass team, though. I haven't watched much either, but I know the Buccaneers. Okay. I haven't watched much either, but... I think it, the Buccaneers, if they win or lose, they're going to be partying in Tampa. Oh, yeah. It's just, gonna go, Tampa's fun, going to go. Tampa's going up. Yeah. And that, that goes out to just the precautionary aspect of it all, too. It's like, how how is it going to be? This is like one of the first Super Bowls we've seen in this situation. Oh, right. Man. Yeah. I think the very first. The NFL wasn't around like, in the, the Spanish time show is going to be how lit. Is it not going to be this? <laughs> it's year? the weekend. But does Tampa, does Tampa like the weekend? Oh, of course. I feel like Tampa would have preferred if they rolled Kenny Rogers out there. Tampa when I say Bay, when I say Florida, no, no. When I say Tampa, I mean the weekend. When I say Tampa, I mean the ta- the peep the Tampa the Bay people, people of down, Tampa, the great city there. of Tampa Bay, without a doubt. Yeah. Jeep, Jeep, your thoughts on yeah, the Jeep. gridiron matchup. I know you're a big football guy, and I know you have a Brett Favre jersey that you put on when you snooze. So tell us who's <laughs> going to win the football game tomorrow, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by touchdown Tom Brady, or the Kansas City Chiefs led by the Kansas City kid Patrick Mahomes? Let's just say my money's on the Bucks. Nevertheless, let us not forget the instances of sexual trafficking spike around and in the cities where Super Bowls are held. So just don't forget that, children. Yeah, I believe the Bucks are going to win, too. I think they're going to stop playing basketball. They're going to pick up the football and beat the Chiefs. 100%. 100%. So Brady is the GOAT. Cameron thinks Chiefs, Russell, and Jeep think Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady's going to win. I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to win. I think Tom Brady's going to win. Um, <laughs> just personally, they're going to give him the trophy. I think he's already won just by going to this many Super Bowls in his career. It doesn't really matter if he wins or loses anymore. It's, it's just... true. The same as our, our whole life has been sort of shadowed by the never-ending war, it's also been shadowed by Tom Brady's Tom Brady. never-ending That's successes. Every time. every time. I don't think I've... I think we've hated him up yeah. until like the last two years. He's an extraterrestrial. Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, if Kid Rock he's is an alien, Tom Brady's I mean, an alien. Like, yeah. Without a doubt, he's an alien. Are you Tell me, me those aren't grays that are on the New York, uh, the New England Patriots, the little star person or whatever. Oh, right. That's this a, is the logo. That's it a, is, that's a, this is a trending thing right now, though. It is the Brady way and not the New England Patriot way. Yeah, it was surprising the to see... The Brady way. I like that. The Brady way. It was surprising to see how the Patriots folded one year after he left. I mean, they had Cam Newton. He's a pretty good quarterback, injuries and all. I like Cam Newton. I like Cam Newton, too. And I like Fig Newtons. But <laughs> I was expecting Bill Belichick. I'm going to pronounce it the proper Croatian way. Bill Belichick. I was expecting a little more sauce from the big guy. But he did not have a lot of sauce. He got washed. <laughs> well, if we're still going to just talk sports... I think that's just what's going to happen when you have somebody like Cam Newton who's not necessarily going to want to follow 
everything that Bill Belichick said, like somebody like Tom Brady would. Mm-hmm. Like he's right. He'll make whatever happen, whatever it is, whatever the call is. Like I don't know, I don't really see him make audibles or things like too much that aren't too unnecessary. Yeah, like and he reads things perfectly, and he doesn't necessarily change it if he doesn't have to. But like Cam Newton would do some wild shit. Yeah. And he's coming off some pretty horrific injuries, so... Yeah, he was sick with the virus. Yeah, he, he's had a rough go. Um, we Cameron, lo- Cameron knows a lot, actually. He used to be an ESPN reporter for Madden 08. Madden 08. Yes, I, we've all played a little bit of Madden here, so... This isn't... We're not totally oh, uninformed. we're bringing back NCAA college football games. Oh, thank God. So hopefully, if anyone's listening out there, please bring back the mascot challenge yes. things. Yes, bring back mascot if, football if from NCAA 2004. Hey, guys, aliens could be listening. Yes, they, they are. Listen. They are. <laughs> to, the, to the Pleiadian commanders sitting on the helm of your hovering crystal warship, I don't care if you use my spine to extract all the stress and you use the stress as a liquid form of reusable energy to power your machines. I don't care if you want to stick tubes in places as long as you deliver us NCAA mascot football. I don't give a shit. (laughs) They've heard us. All right, enough of sports, I think. Enough of sports. We're moving off of sports. Jeep, I want you to tell us about the city of San Francisco, where you lived for a number of years. Tell us about your life. This is the Jeep Thatcher Montley Crew autobiography. In my city by the bay. Oh, it's a great place to live. Um, Very, very liberal. You can do what you want. There's room to explore your sexuality, your individuality. But also, it's kind of a cold place, and you kind of feel. <laughs> Segway, right? Bam! You kind of feel like um, you're a hermit crab living in an abandoned shell that has been completely carved out by major tech firms, which is okay. You know, like I like to Google shit, I don't mind scrolling through Facebook. Yet again, how could you do that to a place with such culture? A place that gave us Metallica. A place that gave us Green Day. A place that gave us the Grateful Dead. Is now a... I don't know. Especially because Golden State went to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why would they do that? The Bay Area is the Bay Area. They priced out their own fans, to quote the great Andre Iguodala. (laughs) It's true. I spent a night in Mark Zuckerberg general hospital and i'll tell you the fact what, that they call it that is so wild it, i mean the the tech people just just quit it you've got enough influence you don't need to be naming public hospitals and public <laughs> spaces after yourself well they do because these are the new these are the new pharaohs would you yeah, not, they're, they're, would they're, you not though I, if i had if i had zuckerberg money would you, would I would you probably know? strap myself to a rocket and I blast off. I don't know if I. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. It's a weird thing a with this it's... whole Elon Musk. Zuckerberg kind of was the beginning, but Elon Musk and 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 these these like 
tech guys that like create like the rockets. All, Richard or the he's like the Zuckerberg version of the and tech And it's like man. these are like yeah. they're like the. Fuck if Zuckerberg is the Rolling Stones, Elon Musk is Nirvana. <laughs> I just want Virgin Galactic and SpaceX to have a baby. Yeah, listen, these are Jeff Bezos. All these guys. They are the new pharaohs. And instead of pyramids to hold their wealth, they're going to, they're just hoarding. They're just all the treasure they can get in the world. And our country is a pyramid. Our human civilization is like a time capsule to them. They know we're on borrowed time. They're looking outward towards the stars. They don't give a fuck about you. All these songs about, oh man, hey, listen. Facebook cares or an Amazon commercial where it's a multicultural family like hey we love you guys hey you got some socks hey man you want some dish towels hey man what do you want they don't give a fuck about you you're a guinea pig to them they're going to upload their consciousness to computers and shoot those computers into space they is Russell go they, 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 they want you know, they're not going to make it to whatever planet far, far away, but they want to be the pharaohs built, yes. you know, in their name, Musk. You know, like, that's what they want. Look upon my works, ye mighty, and despair. They want, when when aliens come here and, and are sifting through the, the technicolor ruins of San Francisco and Los Angeles, they want to find these... These well-preserved, beautiful marble statues of Mark Zuckerberg with a 10-inch phallus. I'm like, who was he? He must have been their leader. And he is our leader. Nice, like nice hog, brother. <laughs> nice hog, Zuck. Hey, let me tell you something about beef jerky, Mark Zuckerberg. You don't know shit about beef jerky, Mark Zuckerberg. Hey, Mark Zuckerberg did that weird Zoom thing with those guys in space at this International Space Station. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen it. Is there... Weird. Is there a least charismatic? Is there someone with less charisma than Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> in the world? He's the like, worst guy. The thing with what was it, the Senate or something, the Congress? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember on my birthday a couple years ago, he was just getting grilled, berated. But then yeah. he would say these things like April eleventh, ninety six. Yeah, he'd be like, "Do you know anything?" Like basically say that to them, <laughs> and then it was just like this weird thing. You don't he even he know. looks so much like an alien. Let's break up these tech monopolies. Come on. Yeah, let's get Teddy Roosevelt out of the grave and let's get him just rolling. All right, well, that was a moment of silence for Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, we see you, King. We support you. Your data from Star Trek. Okay, guys. Well,. We are here on the precipice of a new age. We've talked about sports. We've talked about war. We've talked about politics. We're gonna we're gonna fade into black. But let's go around and just final thoughts, final words on episode one of the unnamed podcast, which is now going to be named. Oh geez, um, Todd in the Wet Sprocket Fan Podcast. Russell, tell us about your final thoughts your hopes, your dreams, and why or why do you have recurring psychosexual nightmares about your dental hygienist? Um, my dental hygienist, oh, man, I can't talk about her. That's a whole different thing. Has there ever been a dental hygienist who wasn't hot? I'm just... No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why are they say, always... Don't worry about that, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I had one with more moles than sense. 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did you check how much sense she had? Five? No, I didn't. I know. Just being fucking stupid. No, my thoughts. Shout uh, out all the dental hygienists. We have right made, it's a difficult job. We have made COVID, so we've doubled the bears. We send those bears to Afghanistan, and we stay here. And, you know, I'm sure Putin will ride some bears down into Afghanistan. Right. Have some bear sex, roll around, have a good time. Half bear, half human people just living in... Yes, sounds Siberia like, would be a nice like place. <laughs> I'd like to see the Taliban deal with a fucking fully grown grizz. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. A Nikki Rossitano. Russian grizz, too? Yeah. Yeah, we'll train them like they did with the pigeons. And... Yeah, we'll get Graham to train the bear army. Um, Jeep, final thoughts. Happy to be here, as always. I hope to share many more conversations with you good people. Yes, we're, we are hoping to make this. Folks, if you stick with us, we're going to iron out the kinks. We're going to get this nice, streamlined, beautiful. Silky. Silky smooth. Silky smooth. My daughter Ivanka. Cameron. <laughs> Cameron, I'm living in Florida. I love it when I love Kodak Black. They come <laughs> over. They're my friends. I have a fish tank. I have a fish tank. Cameron, tell me your final thoughts about the episode. Uh, I think it went great, considering everything. It was honestly really good to be able to be with you guys and kick it. Give yourself a pat on the back. Thank you. Yeah, Cameron, thank you for everything. Thank you, Russell and Jeep, for being the the tech wizards, or at least level three mages in Jeep's Mm -hmm. case. Um, (laughs) I don't know if he's a wizard. He has spells. He has a spell chart. I'm a wizard, bitch. We have a paid promotion, actually. (laughs) You Uh, can't defeat me. We have a paid promotion to promote a movie... uh, called All Cheerleaders Must Die. Yes, please Ooh. check out All Cheerleaders Must Die. Uh, 2013's, it's no longer on Netflix, but it is the premier Canadian horror sex comedy from 2013. And if you watch it carefully, you'll see your friend Sammy Whammy Bean in a couple scenes playing a guy who's dickhead number one in the credits. So that was the peak of my life because now my days are filled with diarrhea and Neapolitan ice cream and daytime television. So and podcasts. Well, hopefully so. Hopefully this is not a one and done, like my attempt to write a musical or my attempt to break into the silverware industry. Um, We're going to keep trying. I love you. This show, we're going to do it as much as we can, as often as we can. We're friends. We're going to bring guests on. Dua Lipa's coming on. Richard Branson's coming on. Uh, We're going to be interviewing the Unabomber from his Supermax prison cell. But mainly, the last thing I want to say... This show, this is not for the successful, beautiful, well-manicured, posh, privileged elites that our town is so full of these days. This show is for the misshapen, diseased, twisted, sick, insane. This is for the losers. This is for the underdogs. This is for the people who lie down every night and just ask why. This is for you. This is for the invisible masses. That's who we support. We don't want plucky optimists here. We want resolute cynics. People who gaze up at an apathetic, uncaring universe. And they move on anyways. They do it just because what the fuck else are they going to do? That's who this is for. The people crawling onwards through the wastes 
of post-industrial American society. That's who we are podcasting for. We love you. We love you. You're important. You're special. You matter. We're out.